All right, everybody, welcome to the show, uh, Fifth Street Soccer, here on the uh, Sports Byline USA SB Nation Radio. I apologize for the lack of our normal opening theme song, but today, uh, well, we are very busy, uh, well, dealing with the aftermath of what has to be one of the biggest shockers so far in the World Cup. Uh, Nick Webster, Argentina, losing to Croatia, not by one, not by two, but by three goals. Yes, that third goal, kind of a little dagger in the heart for me, being that I'd called Croatia and under. So uh, these damn Argentinians, they stopped playing and they conceded that third goal. But uh, yeah, an absolute monster surprise. And you know what? You could call it from the very beginning because as the camera panned on, on Messi during the national anthems, this was a man who looked stressed out beyond belief. And the one place he didn't want to be was on a football pitch. Right, well, we're going to talk about that and more. Uh, we're going to get into all the World Cup action, uh, look at all the matches that happened today. Uh, we're going to take a look at the groups and see where the groups are and some of the permutations that can come as a result of that. Uh, we uh, hope you uh, enjoy the show. We welcome you to the show. Uh, if you'd like to reach us, you can do that. We are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sports Talk. We are on Twitter at World Soccer Radio, and we're on the web at uh, www.fifthstreetsports.com where all those locations and many, many more. Uh, we're going to keep you uh, engaged throughout the World Cup. Lots to get to. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to give us a call in studio, we're on for the next hour. We know you have something to say about this World Cup. If you're watching the World Cup and you're listening to this show, you want to call us, you want to chat, you do that at 800-878-PLAY. 800-878-PLAY. Where are you, affiliate stations and listeners on the Sports Byline Network? Give us a call. Where are you, listeners on SB Nation Radio Networks? Give us a call. And once again, oh, once again, how about for the first time today, a big hello to our men and women in uniform uh, listening on American Forces Network. We're also on iHeart, TuneIn, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Wow, Nick Webster, we're everywhere. We are absolutely everywhere, and we're going to be in your ears for the next hour talking about football and trying to make you a few bobble to. And if you listen to Nick and I's predictions, you would have been in the money today. Absolutely in the money. They're in the money. Okay, we'll be right back after these messages. This is Fifth Street Sports. Uh, again, we're going to be with you for the next hour. We're with you each and every Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific. We'll be right back after this. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888 400 -0435.
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. All right, welcome back to the show. Fifth Street Soccer, Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio. Nick Eber, Nick Webster with you. Uh, great to be with you. What a day of World Cup action we've had today. Uh, Nick Webster, three pretty good matches, I would say. I mean, I, I don't think the uh, upset today, the Croatia-Argentina match, was necessarily quite the spectacle that the 3-3 Spain-Portugal match was. But in terms of import, uh, it certainly has res- it's resonating and will continue to resonate. But before we get to that in detail, let's talk about earlier. Uh, the Australians, Nick, did what we said they would do, and they eked a point out against Denmark, quite frankly, very impressed with Australia, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we called it in terms of work rate, organization, commitment to the cause, and we thought it would be a tough game decided by set pieces, which eventually it was. And the interesting thing was in the first game, Australia kind of got robbed by VAR against France. Well, this time VAR returned the favor and gave them a penalty that you know I've I've seen them not given, but they fully deserved their point. I thought it was a it was a it was a good game from two teams that you know are fairly limited, but they've both given themselves a chance of making it to the next round. Yeah, haven't they just? I mean, the uh, the Danes have to play France next. Uh, that'll be their uh, big match that they have uh, ahead of them. The Australians are playing Peru, and you know it's interesting to watch Peru play. Nick, I mean, they obviously had. Uh, a disappointing uh, result today, uh, losing 1-0 to France. This is a team that looks like they're 98% of the way to being actually a team that can beat teams when they need to. It just looks like they're just a couple of little pieces short 
but it looks like all the ingredients are there. And I know it's national teams. So it's very difficult to say, oh, well, they'll be great in four years or in two years. Uh, but it's like almost with Peru, but not quite. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're desperately unlucky. I mean, I, I love the fact that so many people in Peru have actually sold all their belongings and uh, made the journey out to rush to support their team. And the atmosphere inside the stadiums and the Peruvian fans was outstanding. And I thought their team did really well. What they lack is a killer in the box. They can get the ball from the defensive third through the middle third quite beautifully and with, you know, great ease. Once they get into that money area, they really lacked a striker and, and a striker that can score goals at this kind of level. And that's ultimately what's going to keep them from uh, succeeding on the international level because now, unfortunately for them, they're going home. Yeah, well, hey, we'd love to hear from you. What do you think? Uh, 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-PLAY. Give us a call in the studio. Uh, we'd love to take your questions, comments, thoughts. Who are you? supporting how's your team doing uh are you still interested even though the u.s is not playing i think the general answer to that would be yes um so uh give us a call 800-878 play all right uh nick france beat peru speaking of peru today uh uh mbappet scored the goal but it, they just you know we keep waiting for france to sort of become something they showed flashes of this sort of wonderful ball movement and cheeky moves and back flicks and fancy flicks. But at the end of the day, they only got one goal past Peru. And um, I'm, uh, you know, I keep waiting for this team. I mean, two matches in, I haven't been waiting that long. But uh, we don't have much longer to wait for this team really to bed in uh, and uh, and start showing some of that flair that we're hoping that they'll, that they'll have. Well, the key to a World Cup, to be honest with you, Nick, is momentum. And France are slowly beginning to get that. Yes, they're not playing particularly well, but you have to say two games played, six points, through to the second round with very little fuss, even though the games were, you know, from a scoreline point of view, they were tight games. But if you watch the games in their entirety you would say that the French were never particularly troubled. Agreed. And they always, they always seemed in control of the situation without putting their foot on the gas. So yeah, I expect... Yeah, but Nick, but Nick uh, to interrupt you, I mean, wouldn't you think... I, I know they're through and everything's great, but, you know, uh, what I would like expect to see from France are players that think they're going to be candidates for the golden boot, players that want to score goals, that want to make a name for themselves. They want to put teams to the sword. I'm just not seeing that from France. It's like, oh, we can do enough to win. It's a very Uruguayan output uh, outlook, let's put it that way, which I really don't expect from this team of sort of very flary, very egomaniacal French players who really all want to put themselves up in the big Euro marketplace. Well, maybe this is the new France, you know, under Deschamps, who was uh, not a flair player at all, but a man who has won the World Cup, who's captained his country to the World Cup, and then turned around and done it in the Euros as well. Perhaps they're taking some of his personality and saying to themselves and to each other, hey, you know what? It's not about the individual. It's about the team. It's about getting the results, moving on. And when we get into the knockout rounds, perhaps then can put off on the gas and turn turn on the charm a little bit well i certainly hope so because this team's certainly capable of, of entertaining and I, and I know look i know national teams don't think our job is to entertain maybe unless you're brazil uh our job is just a win uh but from a from a uh, fan's perspective i sure would love to see what this french team is capable of 
what they could really do if all these pieces gel together and they start reading each other and building these plays up and starting to play with a sort of high tempo efficiency, which I know they can, uh, which they really haven't. Uh, they're they're like uh, city. They're like driving a Ferrari in a city. They'll do a hundred miles an hour between stoplights. <laughs> well, that's that, that's a great analogy, and I, and I'm I'm sure they're just waiting for that opportunity to see the open road and really put their pedal to the metal. Because I think if they do, we could be in for something very special. I'd say it was a Citroen they were driving, but I don't think a Citroen is capable of a hundred miles an hour. So we'll have to leave it with the Italians. <laughs> who aren't here. So maybe the Italians lent them a car. I don't know. We can prognosticate on this all day long, Nick. Uh, let's move along to today's match, uh, the afternoon match, uh, Argentina-Croatia. Um, so much to talk about in this match, and we will talk about this into the next segment as well. Um, Argentina looked just awful, Nick Webster. Messi looked nowhere to be found. Croatia looked like they believe they can win the World Cup. And I have to tell you, uh, with the performances that they got today from the likes of Luka Modric, I have to think they are capable of winning the World Cup, particularly with this uh, wide open field that we're looking at getting. I can't think of any national team right now that they could necessarily run up against um, that I would think would, uh, would outmatch them, Nick. They looked really, really good. Well, you know what, Mr. Giba, I'm going to absolutely agree with you. Uh, I was texting with some good friends of mine who are in the business of being a football pundit, and we've all agreed that Croatia are a very good team. They've got a great midfield. They're superbly organized. And to be quite frank with you, Nick, they're a team that not many countries are going to want to face right now. Are, are they super sexy? No, but do they get the job done? Yes, they do. And with the likes of Mandukic, Modric, Radicic, I think this is a team that's going to cause some problems. And uh, thankfully for England, they're on the other side of the draw. So we, <laughs> don't meet them until the so we don't meet them until the semis. Yes, they are. And, and Nick, I was making the point yesterday on the show, you know, the nice thing, the thing about this Croatia team is, you know, this is the engine room of the big European powerhouse club teams. I mean, this is the engine room of three-time European champions, Real Madrid. This is, this is the team that drives that team forward right here. Uh, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, suppose if you look at it that way, it's not surprising. It is great. I'll tell you, if Croatia were to make it through and lift the trophy, that would be an incredible, incredibly great thing for the World Cup to have a new country uh, lift the trophy. That's still far away, but I think Croatia very much capable of that. Uh, Nick, we just have... Uh, one minute left here in the segment, so I don't want to get on to the messy discussion. Uh, we're going to have to do it. It's kind of like what you have to do. Uh, you can't ignore it. Uh, but I will say, watching this Argentine team get beat 3-0 to Croatia was like taking your 12-year-old beloved German shepherd to the vet to be put down. Uh, it, it, it had that sort, of, that, that sort of aura of sadness about it. Uh, a, a great team passing its way on into history. Although how great they ever were is questionable. But certainly, I don't know where these Argentine players were. None of them showed up today. It was just awful. Nick, I'm going to not allow you to speak because I know you want to say a lot. Because we're going to go to break. And when we come back, I want to hear Nick Webster, my co-host, take on that. Love to hear your take. Was watching Argentina like taking your old dog to the vet to be put down? Your beloved old dog? I think for many of us, or many of you, maybe it was. The changing of the guard is here, people. The changing of the guard is here. 
All right, 800-878-PLAY. This is Fifth Street Soccer. This is Sports Byline USA. I'm Nick Eber. He's Nick Webster. And we will be right back. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 it has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. All right, welcome back to the show, Fifth Street Sports, Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio. We are brought to you by betanysports.eu. If you'd like to take a nice punt on the uh, World Cup, put a little dosh out there, see how you do. No better place than betanysports.eu, where if you sign up now and use the affiliate code FISTREET, you can get a 50% bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. All right, welcome back. Nick Eber and Nick Webster. Uh, before the break, we just started getting into this whole Argentinian nonsense about this match today. Uh, I said it was a little like taking your old dog to the vet to be put down, your beloved old dog. Had that air of a changing of the guard, of a 
of a, of a life-changing moment in terms of football. Uh, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but Nick, unless, uh, unless, uh, unless something insane happens with uh, the Nigeria match and, uh, and or uh, the Croatians decide to uh, gift Iceland a point, which could very well happen, uh, the Argentines are going home. Oh, the smart money is definitely on Croatia and Iceland cooking something up between them. I mean, if you think about this, a point would be enough for Croatia to not only win the group, but send Argentina home. I mean, the, uh, the permutations are just too delicious to even, to even contemplate. And, uh, you know, who, would you be surprised if Iceland got a point against Croatia? No. I certainly wouldn't. They've I... proven themselves to be you know, a, t- a tough nut to crack. Yeah, I mean, that's their game, isn't it? Keeping, uh, keeping uh, low-scoring games, very difficult to break down, very disciplined. It wouldn't be a surprise. It wouldn't be out of sorts for them. Uh, I, that's how I see this happening, Nick. I, I really think the, uh, the Argentinians could well be on their way home here. I think this is, this is it. So let's ask the big question, the, the elephant in the room. It is here, Nick. Um, Leo Messi hasn't shown up this World Cup. And... Well, he hasn't shown up, and and to be honest with you, Nick, uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned at the start of the uh, start of the broadcast when the camera panned Messi. I mean, he was rubbing his face, and he just looked like he did not want to be there. And you know, Messi retired after the 2016 Copa America, and then for some unknown reason, he decided to come back into the fold. I say that what he should do is, you know, just re- retire gracefully from international football. Spend his energies at Barcelona, continue to win Ballon d'Ors and, and uh, UEFA Champions Leagues. But yeah, I th- I've, I've always thought that the, the pleasure of playing for Argentina has bypassed Leonard Messi. And uh, I mean, it's a shame to see, see him go out like this. But on the other hand, you know, Argentina haven't exactly done themselves any favors over the years. So, uh, you know, good riddance, mate. No, they uh, they really haven't. Um, but when we talk about Messi in terms of the greats, and let's open this discussion up, I'm sure every talk radio show in the world that deals with football is now talking about this. You know, you can't really compare Messi to Maradona. Maradona got it done for club and for country, albeit a different, slightly different era, albeit he had... Uh, Maybe, well, I wouldn't even say he had better players around him both times, Nick, because he didn't. Certainly at Napoli, he never did. And those Argentinian teams that uh, Maradona won the World Cup at, if you look at the teams, that are, uh, other than the players that were just, uh, other than uh, Maradona himself, the players around him weren't all that wonderful. I think the players on the current Argentine squad are, uh, are of a much higher caliber from top to bottom than they were during the Maradona era. Uh, would you agree with that or not? Oh, absolutely. I mean... Diego Maradona, though, was, was, was a freak of nature and not only on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why, and we've spoken about it before, the Argentinians love Maradona so much and, and really don't care for Messi in the same kind of passionate way that they, they did for Maradona. Uh, Maradona's teams were functional. They were workmanlike, but he was certainly the star of the team. For, for Messi, I mean, you've got some world-class players surrounding him, players that would grace any World Cup team and do it week in, week out for their club's teams and in the Champions League. So for Messi, I think that 
the Argentinian national team isn't Barcelona. That's where Messi feels at home. That's when he can express himself. I've not seen the man smile once in this World Cup. And in all honesty, Nick, I, I feel terribly sorry for him. Yeah, I do too, Nick. I think it's, uh, I think it's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, he's a, he is a great player. He's a great club player. Uh, but, you know, maybe uh, he just, if he'd never played, it's sort of like George Best, you know. George Best considered the player of his generation, but he never got the opportunity to play on the world stage. There was always that what if. You know, you could say the same about Messi. Is he not the greatest club player ever? Probably, maybe, could be. But now that he has had an opportunity to play at the World Cup and he has not shown through, um, you know, does this taint his, uh, does this taint his legacy? No, not at all. I mean, Messi got his country to the World Cup final in 2014 in, in Brazil of all places. And were it not for a couple of uh, stub toe finishes by Igaín, we would talking we would be talking about Messi on the same level as Maradona, i.e., a World Cup winner. So I think I think to say that his reputation and his and his place in history is tarnished. I, th I think that's a little strong. I think uh, he, he cannot regarded as the number one player in world history though that's for sure but there's no doubt in my mind that Lionel Messi is top five all time and I put him in that bracket with Pelé, Johan Cruyff, Diego Maradona and Cristiano Ronaldo for my money top five players of all time and and you know we look at Johan Cruyff and he never won a world cup either so uh, I, I think you know this this world title crown while it does give you the uh, legitimacy to claim to be the best player of all time, I don't think it truly, truly defines that position. You know, that's an interesting view, Nick. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Look, it's like any team sport, right? It's never just you. But when there's a player that transcends that and makes it, well, just him, and I can think of, basketball we've talked about lebron james and making the same sort of comparison take a look at portugal i mean cristiano ronaldo by the way i didn't hear cristiano ronaldo in your top five i don't know how you could have messi in there and not ronaldo well i did say ronaldo was going to be oh. in there oh maybe i, I just said ronaldo, blah 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 messi cruyff maradona oh. okay all right I, just thought, I will forgive you then I was going to get <laughs> Thank you. I was going to get mildly irritated with you, but I shan't, Nick. I shan't. Um, you know, here we are at the World Cup. We have the two sort of global superstars, two of those those top five players. The only two of those five players that you've mentioned that are still playing football at this World Cup. One has scored four goals. Looks like he's dragging his team by the scruff of their neck. Uh, he's going to drive them forward to as deep in this tournament. And the other, his head's down. He looks like a forlorn hope. Uh, his team's probably going to be eliminated in the in the group stages uh, in a massive disappointment. So, Nick, I, I, I don't know. I think you're being a little easy on Messi. Uh, now, in fairness, a lot of this isn't Messi. This is just the sort of pundit, punditry around him is swirling. I think Messi, as you pointed out, has already retired once from international football. I have a feeling he just really enjoys playing for Barcelona and having a nice holiday and not having to deal with... Uh, uh, in the off-season, not having to deal with these international tournaments. And for that, I can understand, too. I'm looking forward to when we get a holiday from uh, Fifth Street Soccer. But, Nick, I've been looking, and apparently the boss man's not giving us any. 
<laughs> a holiday from Fifth Street Soccer, yes, and a paid holiday at that with benefits, please. PTO. You're looking for PTO, Webster. You're not going to get it here. You know that. We work you till you bleed. That's how it works here. <laughs> Fifth Street Soccer. Uh, all right, so uh, it, disappointing for sure for Argentinian fans, and I know there'll be a lot of, uh, of uh, hand-wringing and clothes uh, tearing of the clothes and crying and weeping, uh, but uh, it has been an appalling World Cup for them. Uh, but on the other hand, we have talked about some of the really surprising teams that have made it, in my mind, Nick, refreshing. Look, I hate Manchester United. You know that. One of the reasons I hate it is there's an expectation by all the new people that have come to love Manchester United that they're going to win everything, everything. You know, it's like uh, uh, this is maybe during the Alex Ferguson era, of course, because it you know, hasn't been all that much since, but uh, it's more than Liverpool. But I, I'll, I'll agree there. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't like that. And I think there's a lot of fans that are new to the sport in the last 10, 15 years that are so used to that. The Barcelonas, the Real Madrids, the Man Uniteds, the Chelsea's, the Man Cities, the Brazils, the Argentinas, the Germanys. But, you know, there are other teams out there and there are other countries out there that put together good, great squads. And, and this Croatian team, for me, is a true breath of fresh air. Uh, you know, I would say that we saw some of that between Portugal and Spain. But on the other hand, you know, Portugal has the best player in the world on that team. And, and, and Spain's loaded with, with superstars. So yeah, that's not surprising. But hasn't that been a lovely breath of fresh air? The Australians been a nice breath, breath of fresh air. The French team, if they could ever decide to drive 100 miles an hour on an open stretch of road, might be a nice breath of fresh air. Um, the Iceland's, we, uh, Iceland uh, team, we mentioned that. There are some interesting storylines here. Mexico beating Germany. I mean, it is out with the old, Nick, and in with the new. But I wonder this. Are we going to go in with the new all the way to the final? Or are we going to get two of the old guard there still? Well, you can't help but think the old guards will slowly and surely rise to the top. But, you know, I, I do get what you're saying. And certainly in club football, uh, the... The amount of great players that the top clubs can hoover up uh, and, and, and enable themselves to keep at the top of the pile, it, it does get a little old. But what we're seeing now at, the, at this international level is that it takes a team of great players to really rise to the top. And, and in international football, because there's, there's such a dilution, that doesn't happen anymore. And so we are seeing some of these newer, I wouldn't say newer countries, because Croatia, you know, I mean, they have a World Cup pedigree. They got third place in 1998, so it's not like they're complete mugs, but, you know, they have been off the world team for a while, but we are seeing newer nations come to the fore, and I think it's great for football, you know? We, we don't want to see Brazil and Germany winning the World Cup right. every single time. And right, we've got to go to break, Nick. Pick it up on the other side. History Soccer, we'll be right back. I'm Ryan Burke, I'm the head cider maker at Angry Orchard, and we're in Brittany, France. I wanted to make Angry Orchard Rosé cider out of my love for rosé wine. We came here and found these red-fleshed apples. It's a really rare fruit. The apple brings a right, refreshing, natural taste to the cider and a deep, nice pink rosé hue. Our rosé is a little bit less sweet. It's got a really nice balance for any occasion. It's a really refreshing drink. Angry Orchard Cider Company, welcome to Drink Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. 
Call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hey, Dave. You in for golf this weekend? Oh, I can't. I promised I'd find a plumber to fix a sink and a painter to paint the... Just use Angie's List. Uh, doesn't that cost money? Not at all. It's free to find pros in your area who can do the work. You can even read ratings and reviews from other customers. What about roofing pros? Angie's List has pros for everything. And to save time, they'll even match you to the best pros for the job. Oh, that's awesome. Looks like I'll be able to play after all. Find the best pros for your next project at Angie'sList.com. All right. Welcome back to the show. History Soccer Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio. Nick Gieber with you with Nick Webster. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the changing of the guard in football. Nick was in full flow and we had to go to commercials. So I want to hand it back over to Nick to hear the rest of his thoughts. Well, as I, as I was saying, I think that there is a dilution of talent at the international level for national teams. And so... We see our Croatian team with the likes of Modric and Rakitic. And then we also have some, you know, I wouldn't call superstars, but workman-like players. And it's looking like that with every team. I mean, I think other than the maybe Brazilian or French team, you would be hard-pressed to name a starting eleven. Whereas if I asked you for the Real Madrid or Barcelona or Manchester United, Liverpool, Bayern Munich starting eleven, we could name that at the drop of the hat. Why? Because every player is an international superstar. And I believe that's why we're seeing a changing of the guard here at the national level. And, and perhaps a new name on the World Cup trophy. That would be an astounding and wonderful thing. It would make this a very meaningful World Cup. Uh, if you're looking at the list of teams uh, on the World Cup, the 
teams that are going to make it through, at least as far as we can tell at this point. Um, give me a couple of names you think might be engra uh, engraved upon that trophy, Nick. Well, I'm certainly looking at, obviously, you know, Croatia, and that's not such a hard thing to do after they've beaten the two-time world champions. I'm thinking Belgium as a possible contender for uh, uh, getting certainly into the later rounds. And and I, they're, they're my two, two punts to perhaps be new names on the trophy. Um, yeah, I, I would love to say England, but they've already won it. Thank you very much in 1966, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. <laughs> I was alive and uh, alive and well in 1966, Nick. Um, but, you know, they're the, they're the two teams that I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, thinking have a chance to really create something new and and different. Um, and if, if, we, if we look at the rest of the groups... Mexico perhaps put together the finest first half we've seen in this World Cup. Um, I don't see them going all the way to the final, but I tell you what, this World Cup at the moment, it, it keeps on getting turned on its head. So who's to say Mexico, Croatia or Belgium, my dark horses to be a new name on that World Cup trophy. You know, Nick, you talk about Mexico, and, and you know their match was uh, was a number of days ago, and has sort of been eclipsed by some other big results. But you know that still, in many respects, is the upset of the tournament. Oh yes, well, without a doubt. I mean, the, the champions Germany come into uh, come into Russia, and everyone's expecting them to at least walk the group, and to see them lose in such. Fashion was was really quite shocking because in that first 45 minutes, Mexico absolutely pulled their trousers down and gave them a good, proper spanking. Um, the fact that Mexico tied in the second half and allowed Germany to get back into it shouldn't take away the strength of Mexico's performance in that first period. Now, the next game the Germans play is really massive. You know, they're taking on Sweden, a team that I rate quite highly in terms of being very difficult to beat. And should Germany not get maximum points, we're looking at the same situation that Argentina find themselves in. They could be going home in the first round. Can you imagine Germany and Argentina out of the World Cup well, before we get to the knockout stage? Well, think about it's it. almost unheard of. Yeah, but think about it in, in this context, Nick. And not only that, but Germany, Argentina going home, Italy not even here. I mean, you know. It becomes and, almost, and Holland as well. Oh, of so course, yes, and the yeah, Dutch yeah. as well. Yes, of course. I keep forgetting that about the Dutch. Uh, they've sort of they've sort of uh, uh, slowly faded away without much fanfare. But yes, it's it's really it, it is such a sea change, such a shift. I mean, it's, I can remember Nick when the Dutch were winning everything. I can remember when the French were the team to beat. I mean, it's just this is cyclical. And if you've just come to the game in the last ten or fifteen years, you're just used to the same old people winning. It's like the New York Yankees, you know, or uh, any team that LeBron James is on, unless it's in the finals. Uh, <laughs> you know, there are changes in the game. Players get old. Players lose their efficiency. Younger players with more energy and with something to prove uh, sort of uh, come to the surface. And, you know, to go back quickly to this Messi discussion, Nick, I don't believe Messi thinks he has anything to prove to anybody. And I think that explains a lot of the sort of rather meh performance that you get from him with the Argentine national team. Whereas with Ronaldo, he's out to prove everything to everybody all the time. 
I don't think Messi really cares all that much. At least that's what I'm getting. I saw players and, and fans crying at the end of that match. Certainly didn't see Messi crying. Well, body language certainly tells a lot. And uh, Messi's body language is, is of someone who, you know, kind of doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Ronaldo. And actually, we should have added Portugal to that yes. list of teams that have never won a World Cup. That's right. Um, and, and he, I th- you know, I, I actually think it comes down to egos with Messi and Ronaldo. Messi doesn't seemingly have a large ego, while... Ronaldo's is probably the size of Russia's. And, and that's why he plays with such fire and such determination and, and just refuses to, uh, to, to give up this crown of best player in the world. And, and, and I think we see it over and over again from Ronaldo, but we don't see that from Messi. Yeah, well, um, I'm 100% sure that at the end of this, Messi will be retiring from international football. And we're going to have to deal with, and we'll deal with his legacy whatever that may be. Uh, I liken it to, as I said earlier, uh, Nick, it's interesting. George Best never really went to a, never went to a World Cup. So the questions are always out there. Well, what would have happened if, well, you know, Messi doesn't have that. He'd been to three World Cups and, you know, the answer is there for you in black and white. Um, I noticed you didn't put George Best on your list there, Nick. Well, uh, George Best, uh, certainly an interesting character and uh, purveyor of one of my favorite quotes ever. When asked what he'd done with all his money, he <laughs> said he spent 90% of it on birds and booze and he'd wasted the rest. Yes, I put that on our Facebook page a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you saw that. By the way, if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you can do that at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. Uh, considered by many, Nick, to be one of the greatest players ever in the game, George Best, George Best. No, absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, I was, I was lucky enough, maybe uh, I didn't see him in his heyday, only being four and five years of age, but you know, I, I, I've, I've rolled back the uh, old YouTubes and, and seen some of George Best and really a, a magnificent player, but you know, didn't play, didn't play in a world cup, you know? And, uh, as we've just discussed, Nick, if, if, if you don't play in a world cup and if you certainly, if you're not going to win a World Cup, then um, I'm not even sure you can be you can be classified in, in, in the super elite. You know, George Best comes in, certainly top 50 players of all time, but I'd be hard pushed to put him in the top 10. So, okay, so then what about Messi? He plays in the World Cup and he wins the Golden Toot Award, uh, you know, for all the times he's been there. Does that, that should, by your logic, knock him out, Nick? No, it can't knock him out because Messi has won multiple Champions League. He's he's won the Balloon d'Or on multiple occasions. He's taken his team to the final of the World Cup. He's taken his team to the finals of Copa America, which is the equivalent of the of the Euros. And he's and he's done this on a consistent basis. George Best, the only thing that he managed to hit quite often was the bar or the birds. And quite frankly, I think that shows more character than Messi has. I'm just. Uh... Maybe in a life world. No, I'm just playing devil's advocate, by the way. I don't actually believe the position that Messi's failure to win a World Cup has somehow knocked him out of the running of being one of the great players ever. But it certainly doesn't make him the greatest player ever. I think to get that award, you do have to win the World Cup, Nick. I think you do have to do it with less around you than what Messi has had. 
uh, you know, we can also argue the same to have the same discussion about Pelé in many regards. I mean, it was a different era, so I'm not sure. We also sort of have to uh, segment some of these discussions by era. But, you know, Pelé had an unbelievable team around him, both in club and country. Well, yes, he did. Uh, but what you'd have to say about Pelé is that he did it three times, though. He won the World Cup as a babe, as a 17-year-old in 1958, and he pretty much put Brazil on his shoulders there, uh, scoring two magnificent goals in the final. He uh, he missed out on the 62 final uh, just by being injured, got booted out of the 66 tournament by the, the Portuguese, and, and then won it again as a superstar in 1970. And then, to top that, came to America and conquered America, the, uh, the country that thought soccer was a communist sport. So, I, I mean, in my mind, L.A., is, he's always going to be in that top three. And we can argue about Ronaldo. You can uh, argue about Cruyff. And, and should, should Cristiano Ronaldo take Portugal and win the World Cup final, I'd probably have to say that Ronaldo was the greatest player ever. Yeah. Actually, I agree with you, Nick. I, I think your uh, argument about Pele, Pele brought a lot more to the table because of the era. Uh, it was a different era. He had a, different things to prove back then. Obviously, winning the World Cup was one of them. But it is a fascinating discussion. Again, Maradona for me, greatest player ever. I don't see anybody likely to knock Maradona off his pedestal anytime soon. But I think if you have to look and you have to hold up uh, your top five, Nick, I would be hard-pressed to disagree with your selection. Well, that's, that's, that's mighty nice of you, Nick Gieber, especially after you called me a knob yesterday. Well, you know, <laughs> truth hurts sometimes, Webster. I also call myself a xenophobic, sexist a-hole. And, you know, hey. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, yesterday was quite the day. All right, well, tomorrow we've got a slate of World Cup matches. By the way, if you'd like to get our picks on those and our odds and some value. We'll give, show you where some great value is on that. Uh, head over to our website at fistreesports.com. Uh, we will have all of, we'll, we'll give you all of our odds and values and tell you where to go. You can find that on the website at fistreesports.com or our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash talk. But in the meantime, Nick, let's look at these matches. Uh, Costa Rica, Brazil uh, is the first one. And, uh, you know, this is a big match for Brazil. I mean, it's funny to say it, isn't it? But this is really, really important for them. Yeah, it's, a, it's obviously a must-win after tying Switzerland. And you'd have to imagine that, you know, this should be, should be a you know, walk in the park for Brazil. When you look at the two teams man for man, uh, I think the big question hovering over Brazil right now is, one, will Neymar be fit? Two, will Neymar uh, actually give the ball to any of his teammates? Uh, should that happen, Brazil will walk this one. Um, but three, should Neymar decide to make it the Neymar show as he did in that first game, then Costa Rica may hang around. They've proven themselves to be tricky customers. They've got a decent goalkeeper in Navas. Uh, I think they they look pretty dangerous on the break. But you know, it, it, it just look look at looking at the the the, the, the respective teams. I mean, Brazil two 0 Yeah. I like that, too. All right, let's go to the other. We've got another Group E match. It's a later match. It's Switzerland-Serbia. This is a juicy, juicy match, Nick. Both of these teams are really quite good. I mean, the Swiss are, are loaded with talent. Uh, the Serbs also. Uh, the odds are very close on this one. And um, it's uh, fascinating for this group. 
with Brazil. If Serbia get a win, obviously they, they book their ticket through to the next round. And if Switzerland get a win, well, then they tie up with Brazil and it leaves it up to that Brazil-Serbia uh, match to decide who's going to go through second and who's going to go home. So it becomes... Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I can guarantee you this. Brazil don't want to have to come into the Serbia game uh, knowing that three points is a must oh. because Serbia, very much like um, Croatia, you know, very technical players, uh, can score goals, super disciplined, don't concede many. And so all of a sudden it's, it does become a very big game. Serbia know, like you said, they get, they get another 1-0 squeaker and boom, they're, in, they're into the knockout rounds. Uh, so I think this this game's a really tight one, and uh, I, you know I'm I'm loath to call any team, but I, I will say that I think it's going to go under. All right, uh, we've got to go to break. We've run over. We'll be right back to give you our quick picks for the last one and wrap the show up. If you are age 85 or younger. Call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo 
absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is one 888 If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. All right, welcome back to the show. Fifth Street Soccer, Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio. Um, we have just a minute left or so. would like to get Nick Webster's quick take on Iceland-Nigeria. Uh, Nick, for me, this is Iceland. How do you see it? I see this one as a draw. 1-1 um, one, one draw. So uh, Iceland to continue their merry journey in this World Cup. Yes, continue their Viking raiding party. Uh, will find its way to the coast of Nigeria on this one. Uh, the Nigerian team has certainly not impressed me at all, Nick. Um, the Senegalese uh, would, are, are, have certainly shown to be the African team that has broken through this World Cup. Uh, the Nigerians look somewhat bored and disinterested, surprisingly enough. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not sure about bored and disinterested. Uh, I, I'm not sure how you can be bored and disinterested at, at a World Cup game. Um, but I think they realized that should they get three points, then, then you know, they're back in with a shout. Well, do you think they're going to put it together, honestly, against Iceland? I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw, Nick. Yeah. Take probably... that one to the bank. I mean, you, you, you haven't given me credit for uh, my great results today. Called the under in the Australia-Denmark game. We got the upset with Croatia. Thank you very much. You're in the pound seats again. Yeah, well done. Well done, Nick. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for this show. The Street Soccer Sports Byline USA. We'll be back with you tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's 4 p.m. Eastern. And then again at 6 p.m. Pacific time. That's 9 p.m. Eastern to continue our picks and prognostications throughout the World Cup. And Fifth Street Sports will be with you Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, enjoy the matches and we'll speak to you tomorrow. Time, time,